Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Wildcat Hoops podcast. I have a special guest today, former sports editor, um, Jacob Minuti. How are you today? I'm doing good. Good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be here. Um, And yeah, let's get into it. Arizona, since the last time we've had a podcast, Arizona is 3-0. They've won by 29. Then they won by 54 and 52. First time ever, well, not ever, but since 1920 that they've won back-to-back games by over 50 points. What have you thought about the first uh, week, week and a half of Arizona basketball? I mean, hey, I know we're only three games into the season, but, I mean, these these guys look good. Like, Yeah, they do. And it's like, I know, you know, these aren't, you know, big power five opponents, but beating anybody by 50 points is impressive. Like, I don't really care who you're playing, you know, to blow the doors off of them by 50 points. That's still impressive. Um, so I think I think the boys look pretty good right now. Um, playing good basketball. I love the style that uh, that Tommy Lloyd is bringing to this team. Um, really good up-tempo offense, good in transition, um, and really good defensively too. I think everyone wants to talk about this def- or the offense, but I think their defensive Kempom rating is actually better than it is their offensive Kempom rating. So they're, they're playing good defense. Um, I remember in that last game against North Dakota State, I think Dale and Terry had, you know, picked that dude's pocket like 20 seconds into the game yeah. and like had that, that breakaway dunk. So that was, that was such a great play. They play really good aggressive defense and they've got a lot of guys that can, you know, not just play defense, but like physically play defense. There's a lot of, you know, lengthy dudes like, you know, Ben Matherin, you know, uh, Dale and Terry. These are big dudes, Coloco, Bala. These are big dudes who actually can physically play defense. This is a really good squad. Um, and I think they're going to be competing. I know we're only three games in, but I think this team's going to be competing uh, for a Pac-12 championship this year. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's just great to see, you know, Arizona's had a lot of new coaches, as we know, Jed Fish taking over for some in football. And, you know, the, the other main one, obviously, Tommy Lloyd taking over for over a decade of Sean Miller. And, yeah, the drop-off doesn't seem to re- really be big there. It seems like they're still going to compete. Maybe they – we still haven't seen them in this weekend. We'll get to that a little later about, you know, some real, you know, good competition. But, yeah, they, they really have looked good. And the the first player that I think's made the biggest leap um, and probably the most impactful player so far is Christian Coloco. He's really been a beast. His first game he had eight points, four rebounds, but he had five blocks. He followed it up with 18, 11 rebounds, five blocks. And this is all on – 70 plus percent shooting from the field he's also been shooting very good from the uh, free throw line which he struggled with as you know in the past and then this past game against North Dakota State 16 points five rebounds two steals two blocks two assists and he was just doing everything seven for ten well, what have you thought about him yeah Christian Coloco that's our boy I feel like how long we've we been talking about even go back to the dash sports days we've been talking about yeah. Christian Coloco yeah and like this is gonna be the season okay next season yeah. is gonna break out but look for real this season I was I was close to giving up hope yeah. at some point <laughs> this season this is his breakout year he just looks so much more confident that's always the thing that I think was yeah. holding him back that's always what we talked about you know this dude you know I think he finally realized that he's half a foot taller than anyone who is guarding him at all times. So he just looks so much more confident out there. His post moves look so smooth. And like you said, he's blocking shots left and right. He he is nice. Like Yeah, is- and he's been blocking shots since he's been a freshman, but he really hasn't, you know, tried to get his own offense in. Yeah. But now he seems like when he gets the ball, 
you know, near the rim. He's looking to finish it. He's not looking to pass back out like he used to. He's trying to create offense and finish the ball by himself because, yeah, he's seven foot one. You can't teach that. And he's just an athletic freak. Yeah, I think the only thing missing from his game now is a little jump shot. You know, if he can knock down some mid-ranges, I think he could really be, like, a real threat to score. I think he already is a threat to score inside. But, if you know, if you can stretch the floor a little bit and hit some mid-ranges, that's a a legit NBA dude if he can start, you know, shooting like that. Yeah, and I've seen him in warm-ups. His jump shot looks really good. I, I think they will try to expand that. The whole thing is, you know... We've seen players in the past have few good games in non-conference, you know, mid-major programs, and then maybe they. Um, I'm losing track of the guy's name from last year. Uh, it was the sixth man of the year. Uh, forget his name, big guy, but I'll try to think of it. But you know, I hope he cut, does continue and just be aggressive, even if his shots aren't falling, because you know some players, you know, they they stop shooting. But yeah, it's great to see it, and I hope he is here. Because I think he still has um, three years of eligibility left. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so I really hope he's at least here next year, and then he could grow that jump shot. But the other big guy uh, has been Umar Balo from Gonzaga. This is technically his third year, but his first year of getting real playing time under Tommy Lloyd. He's been great. He had eight and uh, nine rebounds first game, 12 points, six rebounds in only 14 minutes, and then last game, 10 and seven rebounds in only 13 minutes. He's been one of the most, you know, minute by minute, you know, most productive players on the team. Yeah, what is he, 7'1", 260, something like that? That's all, yeah. that's all you need to say. <laughs> no, nothing to be said after that. He, he's just, if if Coloco's not on the court, he does a perfect job of just replacing him right there. Like, the two of them are just defensive monsters. You know, Coloco comes off the court, that's cool. They've got Omar Balo. Um, I will say, when the two of them weren't on the court, um, outside of them, I think the rebounding was a little suspect. There was a couple lineups against North Dakota State um, where neither Coloco or Bala were on the court, and you were, were they were kind of getting hosed on rebounds. So I think it, that might be a little bit of a concern if they're going to have to lean heavily on you know the two of them to get all the rebounds. But, yeah, Bala is really – looks like he's coming to his, into his own as a player. Yeah, and the, the next guy who – People kind of self-proclaimed him to be the best player in the team. He got off to a little bit of a slow start. He's coming on as of late, and that's Benedict Matherin, uh, second-year player. And, yeah, he started the season off. He only had eight points, two for 13, was really struggling, couldn't hit a three. Followed it up with 13, uh, four for eight from the field, was a little better. And then this past game, 15 points, eight rebounds, four assists, five for 12 shooting. Still, um, he, he he was 43% from three, and that's more of what we're used to seeing out of him uh, what have you thought of his performances and do you think he can take that next jump that people want to see yeah I think he's fine I think Tommy Lloyd said it best at the last press conference it's not fair for all of us to kind of assume and put all that pressure on him that he's going to be a lottery pick this season because he's still so young I think he's 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 got all the tools I think you know we've seen a little bit of an, an incline in his stats 15 points in the last game like you said so I think he'll be all right I think he's a good player I, I don't think it's fair for us to you know, peg him as the number one guy, like the go-to scorer. Because um, I think I still think he's, he needs some developing, but he, he, he has a good ceiling. Yeah, he did. I mean, last year, he really came on the last half of uh-huh. this past season, but he did have some 20 to 30-point games, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But he averaged about 11 a game when he, the season came to an end um, on really good shooting from the three. But this is his first season where he's looked at to be a guy to score the ball um, on offense is maybe more of a go-to guy. And 
Tommy Lloyd said that he doesn't call plays specifically for one player. It's just the, the players need to make the reads, the yeah. point guards, Kerr, Dalen Terry, Justin Kyer. They're the ones that have to make the reads and get the guys the ball. But So that's why Ben, uh, ben said it's a little bit of a change in the offense. He's getting used to it. But, yeah, I, I have no problem with that. I would actually like to see him stick around another year, but I, I don't think he will. But, you know, imagine this team, these guys, if all these guys, Azulis, I'll get into him in a minute, and Matherin and Coloco stuck together for another year. That That's how you win basketball games in college basketball. It's by older players coming back, and juniors and seniors are the ones who win. Yeah, it's actually it's kind of weird to think, but this is a really young team still. It's It's weird because they were all here last year, but this is still in their second season, and they've got... A lot of them got three more years of eligibility because of the, the NCAA rules. So it's hard to forget or like it's hard to remember that this is still a really young team. Yeah, and it, they are really young. And I, I just want to see them. That's why I'm saying that is I want to see them grow with Tommy yeah. Lloyd because I still feel like they have so much room to grow. I still think that they can get away with some of the bad three-pointers and takes you know, early on when they're not playing big competition. They're up by 30 at halftime. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But I do think... They, yesterday they were, I believe, 25% from three in the first half. They finished the game over 40. They were making them all in the second. But I, I still think that um, we can just get into them now. But Kurt Kreese, the new starting point guard this year, he only played a few games last season. Um, I, I think, I mean, he scored the ball really well because he's been hitting his threes. He scored 17, uh, 9, and 12. You know, he's hit uh 11 threes through three games which has been really great but if you look at his numbers most of them like 80 percent are from three and he's not driving a lot what have you thought about his overall game i think yeah i think what did tommy like uh compare him to tj mcconnell like yeah we love tj mcconnell here at, at u of a but he's but not I, a shooter yeah 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 I, I i don't know i like i like her i think he's he plays with the swagger you know he's got that kind of mentality that you know the confidence that you want in a point guard but yeah, I agree. I think he could be a little more aggressive, taking it to the rack a little bit more. Um, but like you said, I think now that they're not calling plays specifically, it's hard for one guy to really stand out and have that big 30-point yeah. game because it's like you said, they're not you know calling plays for Kirk Creech, so they're not calling plays for Dale and Terry. They're just kind of running an offense. So it's kind of hard for, I think, anyone to kind of separate themselves in that kind of offense, which I think is working so far. But you, if you want to think about individual play, it's a little bit hard. Yeah, I really want to see – Kerr, everyone says he's a great passer. We haven't we've seen some of it, but not a whole lot of it. He's you know he's only had ten assists in three games. I expected more out of him in that area. He is scoring, um, he is scoring the ball at a decent rate. But yeah, I really think that right now he's playing like a shooting guard. He's basically yeah. just standing in the corner. He's moving, but and finding the ball and then and then hitting those shots. But yeah, I think to take this team to the next level, he needs to get Mather in the ball more, get him to the hole. And, you know, he, he himself needs to drive because I just think a snap, like a guy who's just going to shoot threes, that's that's not really what I personally want for my point guard. Yeah, I agree. I think going to the rack and getting on the free throw line, that's something always Sean Miller always preached. And uh, hopefully that carries over to this team because I think it's a big, it's a big, it's a good offensive, you know, mentality to kind of drive to the rack and, you know, rack up those free throws. And the, the charity, it, they call it the charity stripe for a reason. Yeah, yeah, they do. Tommy Lloyd was interesting. He said after the game that he's known for his offense, but his defense, as you mentioned, has been the really big thing um, over the first three games. Um, is there anyone I haven't mentioned or anything about his offense that you've liked so far or, you know, or I, haven't? 
you know, I, I think this last game in particular, I thought they, they pushed the ball a lot more um, against North Dakota State. I think, you know, I was looking at the, the stats before um, that they're a really slow-paced team. Um, I think, you know, the half-court, Arizona's half-court offense, you know, was a little stagnant at times. It was a little awkward, but I think uh, getting out in transition, they've been really, really good at that. Um, I remember that play from Christian Coloco where he just ran the floor. He was just rim-running. Um, so I, I, I love the fast break. It's, it's easy points, good offense. I think it fits this these kind of players that are on the Arizona's roster. Um, I, I like the fast break a lot. Yeah, they have great players for it. Daylon Terry has been excellent in transition. Yeah. But another player that's been really good, the most consistent guy probably the last two years is Julius Tabellas. Has picked up where he left off. You know, his last two games he's had 20 points, nine rebounds, seven for eight from the field, and then 15 points, five rebounds, three assists, and six for 11 shooting. What have you thought about him? Yeah, Mr. Consistent. That's my new nickname for him. He's really, like you said, he's really picked up where he left off. It's honestly, it's funny. It's like, I feel like, I don't know, but like, do people kind of forget about Azulis Tabellas because there's just so do, many other he's names? Not, he's not flashy. Yeah, you know, he's just like, I, I think I compare him to like a good waiter, right? You know, you don't notice, you know, how good your waiter is doing until they screw up. So that's kind of the same thing with Tabellas. Like, you don't notice how well he's doing until, you know, he has a bad game. But he's he's so consistent. He's a big part to this offense, you know, a big man who can stretch the floor. Um, he's really important to the squad. Yeah, he is. He's a better athlete than I thought, and he showed that a little this year. The only one thing pretty much I could say that he can improve, even from last year, is his three-point shooting. He hasn't shown the ability to be able to hit those and stretch the floor with that part of his game, and I think that's how he could take his game to the next level. Um, you know, he, at Arizona, but in, even uh, in the NBA, potentially. He's still a respectable shooter, though. Guys are going to have to, you know, guard him on the perimeter, yeah. kind of like Anthony Davis. Like, Anthony Davis is, a, you know, a fantastic three-point shooter, but they're still going to guard him and, you know, you challenge him at the three-point line. So as, as long as Tabellis is stretching the floor in that sense, I think it's, it does wonders to this offense. Yeah, he's he's been just great. It's like any time you look up, he's going to be dominant any game. It's not going to be him. I think where... Arizona could struggle is the end of games when you're going to need one of those guards, either, you know, Kerr or Matherin, probably the top two, maybe Terry and the Middicks a little bit. But one of those two to three players is going to need to step up and get that basket at the end of the games because we know that was Akinjo last year. And none of these guys wanted to take the shot, so that's why Akinjo did. So it's going to be interesting there. I hope Ben uh, picks that up, and I hope he could find his shooting stroke because he has been good when – when he's hitting those shots. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. I don't really know who's who could be that go-to guy. And we haven't right seen it because they won yeah. by 50 the last Yeah, yeah, two. right, right. So maybe this weekend will help uh, kind of, you know, see uh, who the real guy is that the Arizona is going to be leaning on. Yeah, just an overall question I've thought about a lot. Do you think Do you think uh, Tommy Lloyd could maybe take this team and maybe where Sean Miller hasn't, maybe to the Final Four, maybe – um, in the next few years, what, what do you think the time, the time stamp is on that? Sure, I mean, I, I think it's easy to recruit, you know, kids to come to Arizona, right? You know, the perfect weather, perfect, you know, program. He's recruiting with, these guys to Gonzaga, yeah. So it's all just about coaching scheme, really. Um, and that's you know that's been our you know biggest critic of Sean Miller. He's a great recruiter and maybe like an okay coach at times. Um, so maybe if if Tommy Lloyd, you know, you know. In, installs you know a really good offense and we've seen it so far three games in i know it's only you know not good power five competition yeah. but it looks good it looks like it's working so if if that, if that kind of offense can keep carrying through the season then yeah i think he can take this team uh to, to places that sean miller did not yeah and another thing is sean miller a lot of these other 
teams that like to stay in that big mix, these so-called blue bloods, they basically recruit and they'll take any top talent. Yeah. That's not the recruiting style that Gonzaga, Mark Few, yeah. Tommy Lloyd have had. They really only take – some years they take none, some years they take a few, but it's only guys that fit the mold. And I like and, that And last year, like so far, unless anything late pops up, they signed four-star Dylan Anderson, big center, seven-footer who can you know stretch the four, shoot, um, and is a good fit to this squad. And – Tommy Lloyd said after the first game, I believe, that he expects most of this team back next year, which is, it's, yeah, they have a lot of young guys. They have a few guys who are on that NBA bubble. We'll see about them. But like you said, even if even if two guys go to the NBA, they still have a lot of guys, you know, here. A lot of these guys, like, that haven't played a whole ton, Shane Noel, uh, Adama Bahut, his first three, looks good. So even some of those younger guys look really good so far. Yeah, I mean, props to I know it's it's kind of hard to think because a lot of the starters were all here last season and they're Sean Miller's guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just like, well, Tommy's just coaching the same team that Sean Miller had, but not exactly. I mean, that that entire bench is pretty much all from Tommy Lloyd. You know, Pell Larson, Justin Kyir, um I'm drawing blanks on some other guys that he's brought in, Umar Balo, but just you know, big dudes who are actually you know have been in Kim Aiken. They've been yeah, impactful. Yeah, Kim Aiken's been good. So, I mean, you know, it's not like, oh, this is just Sean Miller's squad and Tommy Lloyd's just running with it. He built, you know, I'd say it's about half and half, honestly. Yeah, and Tommy Lloyd's give Sean credit. He said yeah, that yeah, Sean has, a gr- yeah, has done a great job developing these guys, recruited yeah. these guys. He gave him the credit. But also, Tommy Lloyd was the ones who got, because I don't know if people remember or not, um, but, you know, a lot of these guys entered the transfer portal, and Tommy Lloyd, in his first days as head coach, had to bring these guys back, Matherin, Kerr. Yeah, Kerr Crusa left yeah. and then came back. Yeah, yeah so it, it is – sometimes that could be even tougher than mm-hmm. recruiting a guy to bring someone back when, you know, the sanctions still lay over the, the head and new coach and everything that comes with that. Yeah, um, so – yeah, Jacob, before we go today, I wanted to move on and talk about this weekend. It's the Roman main event in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Arizona and Tommy Lloyd uh, taking their first road trip of the season. They're going to face the Wichita State Shockers. They're 3-0 um, out of the American, and they're obviously the best competition that Arizona's faced so far. You think this will be – there's no betting line out yet, but – do you think this will be closer, or do you think Arizona could still get the job done? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know too much about Wichita State, but I feel like they always kind of have this reputation of being, you know, a gritty, you know, a hard-nosed team, right? It's going to play good defense. They're going to, you know, they're a scrappy team. I feel like they always, you know, Wichita State always puts together a scrappy team like that. So I think it's going to be a competitive game. This will be a real test for the guys. Um, kind of just see where this team is at. Like we were saying, we don't know who that number one scorer is going to be. Um, you know, if this game is close, we'll we'll start to see that. You know, maybe not who actually performs, but at least who Tommy Lloyd thinks could be that guy because maybe they'll run some plays from in crunch time. So I don't know. I think it'll be a really good game. I'm pretty excited. Um, I think yeah, it'll be a great one. Yeah, I think it's also cool to see. You know, because traditionally, I believe over the last <coughs> my bad over the last two to three years with Sean Miller. The first about five to six games would be, you know, these easy matchups. So it's really yeah. nice to see that mixed in after three games uh, and see real competition here for the team. I think that they, they'll they have a little trouble, but I think they'll mostly get the job done pretty well. I think Arizona will move on to um, the potential matchup with Michigan. They lost to uh, Seton Hall, I believe, the other night. 
but they're still they're still a top. The the rankings haven't updated yet, but they're still a top twenty team, Michigan. But but how, how do you think that um, you know matchup that potential matchup could work out? Hunter Dickinson, three five star players. How, how, what about that? Yeah, I'm glad you just brought up his name because I think Coloco versus Dickinson is going to be a really good matchup. I like that matchup yeah, inside. I'm gonna, I do too. That, that's the one that I'm going to be circling uh, if these two teams end up matching against each other. But yeah, like you were saying, I think a non I, you know a softball non conference schedule doesn't help anyone because when you get to conference play. You know, it's a real reality check. So I think that this tournament uh, this weekend is a really, really good thing for, for the team. Yeah, and in December, too, it doesn't stop with this matchup. They go on the road to 10 Illinois right now, mm-hmm. on the road to at 17 Tennessee. Like, yeah, this schedule is really tough, and there's not many. after Because after they still play Sacramento State next week, two days after Thanksgiving, but after that, the, the conference schedule starts, and then mixing in those non-conference games but anything else against michigan and just this weekend yeah i'm i'm, I'm really excited this is going to be you know like a good, good competition i know I've, i feel like i'm talking to circles but it's going to be i'm really excited to see the uh, the competition playing against you know these big blue blood team or not like blue blood but like michigan very close team. yeah very yeah, close. on the verge you know um just playing against good competition good power five competition um it'll be a good one yeah Jawan howard's one of yep. the best coaches one of the could be the best player then turn coach maybe we have and seen lately but yeah i think that'll be great i'll actually be there in vegas so that'll be cool to uh see team mobile arena and hopefully see two wildcat wins but um yeah any final thoughts on the team as a whole the tournament anything jacob no that's it i think arizona needs to be a top 25 team i don't know why they haven't the ap votes yeah i really think that they're right up there um, competing for the Pac-12 championship with UCLA. UCLA has got a squad. This yeah, year. they're really good. I, you were definitely higher on them last year than I was. Oh, I'm gonna give yeah. you credit for that. But yeah, were, I remember that. They've got a squad out there. I remember I watched that game against um, was it Villanova? Yeah, yeah, that, was a, yeah, great that was a great game. They've got a really good team. But honestly, I think Arizona can hang with them. Yeah, I I really something that I've got I've said a few days ago is that I know Arizona hasn't played anyone, but when you're beating teams and doing something for the By first time points? in a hundred yeah. years, I mean, you're a top twenty five team and i think that i mean if they beat michigan they could be top 15 even so they'll they'll yeah. be in the top 25 i think after this weekend you know because yeah. I, I i i predict i think they could win at least one of these games this weekend so even um, if they lose a close one to michigan that'll still be good yeah but, i mean that would be literally huge if they would come out of this five and oh that would be huge yeah, or whatever michigan that would be something arizona would be the talk of yeah. college basketball as a whole but um yeah thanks jacob for coming on to the show today uh, I just wanted to remind everyone to follow our Twitter at Wildcat Hoops for all of the coverage um, in Vegas this weekend for the Roman Main Event Tournament. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and be sure to join us next week.